you're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. And thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Although, for the start of this podcast, it will be the Ricky and... No, the JR and Clive Wrestling Show. I got my my stage name mixed up there. Uh, JR, how are you doing tonight? I'm very well, actually. Very well. Good good to have you back. back. It's good to have you back on. We will have Ricky on at some point. He's having some issues getting online, I believe. So we'll get there eventually with him, but... We'll just start things off with some housekeeping with the Predictions League from Class of Champions last Sunday night there. Um, JR, you are climbing the board very very slowly but steadily, and I was actually wanting to talk to you about your bonus point prediction. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, oh boy. Oh boy, that's your catchphrase. Yep. Right, so first of all, everyone, every one of us got mojo right. Every one of us got the Bludgeon Brothers, Usos, Charlotte, AJ, and Team Sammy and Kevin correct. We didn't get Dolph Ziggler winning the US title correct, although apparently the the bookies didn't even get that one right either. So this leaves us with our bonus points, right? Now, I'm not going to give myself a bonus point for Rusev taking a pin in the tag match because he didn't. Uh, Although Carmella brought the briefcase into the ring, I wouldn't say that's a, an attempt at a cash-in. She was thwarted in her attempt, so I'll not give myself a bonus point there, right? But you have a bonus point. You gave, you suggested that Brian would screw Shane. Yep. I'm willing to give you it because although it wasn't an out-and-out screw job, he did, didn't he? He did screw him with the victory at the end. That's an accurate description of how the events in, uh, unfolded at the, the Clash of the Champions WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, if I was to say, I'm not going to say it, but if I was to say, I think your bonus points in contention, would you have argued the fact? Yes, I, I mean, when I seen it, I was just like, <laughs> I'm getting that <laughs> point. You know, it's a... Uh, but what what happened was is, is Shane fucking screwed, you know Owens and and uh, aye, Owens because they they get the pin and then Daniel Bryan fucking wasn't into it and then he screwed he screwed Shane. Right. It doesn't mean he it doesn't mean that he was gonna like like physically do that. I didn't. It's still screwing. Would you say that Shane screwed them as well? No. What was it? Shane thought I, that uh, Barry thought that Shane would. Screw Nakamura and Orton over, and that didn't happen. So bad. No. Right. Aye. So. But Shane screwed Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh huh. Or tried to. Tried so, to. Aye. That, I, I would say. That was like backlash 1999 when Austin was pinning the Rock. Shane McMahon did the two count and then just gave Austin the middle fingers. Do you remember that? That's a fucking good moment. That's when you really, really didn't like Shane O'Mac. I know. He's kind of getting back to that. I'm kind of getting back to that feeling with Shane. See, that's the thing. I mean, we may as well just talk about it now. This whole Shane O'Mac being the good guy, he's like the babyface general manager or commissioner, whichever one he is. But he's the one that's acting like a, a tool in all of this. And his actions on Sunday night were blatant. That was heel stuff. I mean, he, he literally stopped it too and just stared at Sammy. That's dodgy, dodgy work. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how no, I don't know how any babe, any baby face on the fucking planet would fucking try and screw anybody out. Do you know what I mean? Because Daniel Bryan's clearly the baby face. That's why he's been fair and just and making sure that like the rules are like fucking cool but like Shane O'Max just like no nah, I'm not going to count it do you know why because 
I fucking don't like you guys, and I want to fire you. That's just it's just quintessential fucking McMahon. Aye. Vince, that is though. See, that's why this whole feud's been a bit bizarre for me because the roles have been reversed. Where it's usually a heel authority figure who is like doing one over on the baby faces. In this case, it's a tag team, but it's the other way around where Kevin and Sammy are supposed to be the baddies in it, but they're the ones that are getting shafted left, right, and centre. And it happened again on Sunday night. And now, again, we could argue Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was just pissed off. And you could argue his reasoning behind it was that I need to get this pin quick because Shane's going to try and stop it. We don't know. Aye. I mean, I should say to listeners, we are recording this before SmackDown actually airs due to the holiday season and whatnot having to squeeze a couple of podcasts into this week, so we're just doing the SmackDown, the Class of Champions review a night early, so there might, I don't really think there's going to be any talking points from SmackDown tonight, but you never know, there could be something, unless CN Punk comes back or something like that, then I don't think we'll be adding a segment to the show, we'll see. But it was clear what Daniel Bryan was doing, and he was justified in doing that, he was making sure, although his counting wasn't clean, he was making sure that the match didn't end up in a, a farce. And Aye, like Shane inserted himself as the referee, storyline-wise, to screw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and get them fired. And Daniel Bryan's just the fucking the opposing force. Do you know what I mean? And just he just fucking won. Mm-hmm. You know. See, although it wasn't a big massive problem. That's not the word. Like it wasn't a huge turning point in the story overall. I still quite enjoyed how that match was booked in the last five minutes or so. And it's not we've not got a definitive end to the angle or anything. It's going to continue, and it, they keep teasing Daniel Bryan returning to action, especially when he was him and Shane were sticking the head in each other. And Daniel, obviously, you can't really call that a bump. He landed on top of someone else, and he was already at a low point of gravity so I wouldn't really call that a bump but they keep teasing it and I just if they are why and if they're not going to actually let them wrestle why the hell are they doing this letting them get involved in the action do you think they're maybe just testing them out to see if he's still alright I don't know what they're doing um, but I think the the one thing about all this is it kind of adds that shoot realism and I think that's maybe what they're going for like, you know, the fact that he's in the ring and you know that he shouldn't be in the ring taking, like, bumps. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you start to see him in, like, a kind of physical kind of scenario. Like, that's it's, that, that, that's exciting because you're like, is he going to fucking, is he coming back? Like, you've always got that in the back of your mind. There's only so long that they can do this because they did it with The Miz, you know, with the promos back and forward and, like, The Miz fucking going for it. And then they're doing it again with him and Shane. But what they're doing is they're taking it like that step further. So like, is maybe nothing will come out of this, and then the next thing they do, that's when he fucking comes back. I just don't want him to come back, and then to be against Shane McMahon because it's, Shane has had some better matches in his career, like this side. But you're not worthy for Daniel Bryan. It needs to be fucking. Needs to be somebody good. I mean, I know that. The AJ match was excellent. Well, not excellent. It was decent. The Kevin Owens match was really good. But Daniel Bryan is a tactical, technical powerhouse. How is he going to hang with Shane O'Mac? Or how is Shane O'Mac going to hang with him? I can't see it happening at all. It's just... Ah, just... That would be a big waste for me to have Daniel Bryan, his first, ba- first match back after a what will end up being like two and a three years now, two years um, and it's against Shane McMahon who's gassed after about five minutes and Daniel Bryan would run rings around him in fact you, you, on you go I think you kind of probably feel the same way to this to Angle versus Triple H at Wrestlemania do you know what I mean it's uh-huh. like that's a boring story like it's just it's not required it's it's too like why why is it always about them mm-hmm. like why is it not about like some new people like give some new people the fucking the chance to shine you know 
Exactly. Uh, and based on what we've seen from Kurt Angle so far, I'm not looking forward to, from a match quality standpoint, I'm not looking forward to seeing him wrestle again because the Survivor Series was bad. That was bad. It'll be the wrestling equivalent to a fucking, like, watching, like, cogs fucking go together in a machine. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> the two of them are, like, so slow now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those kind of cogs, aye. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering about your th- thought. So you mean it'll go very smoothly and fluently, aye? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> so- Just boring, basically. Just fucking two old guys I want to see like some like new guy in with Angle uh-huh. someday that's going to just like just fucking no DQ or something like that like just make make it crazy do you know what I mean like just so we don't need to see him try to do a working punch where effectively it's like I'm picking up an action figure and <laughs> trying to like do a work punch do you know what I mean oh uh, the action figures that when you you pulled the arm back and it was on a spring loaded action and you let go and it did a punch like that <laughs> Aye. <laughs> One of those ones for the nineties. Uh, see, seeing the Survivor Series, Triple H didn't look up to much either. He was quite clumsy with Nakamura, and he seemed very behind in the pace. Now, I know it's just one match, but he did a quite a few house show matches with the Shield, Samoa Joe, and stuff like that. So, surely he's in better shape than that. Or do you think he was carrying an injury or something? I think I heard uh, that he was he twisted his ankle or something like that, so that would probably affect his, his speed. But see, the thing is, see if it's going to be like that, like just fucking just and interfere in the match. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be in the match. Um, like, just interfere in it. You know. Just. <laughs> well, right, we'll move on before we start. Aye, sorry. We'll start, <laughs> before we start crying, um, what yep. else did you? You actually stayed up to watch Class of Champions. Well, you didn't stay up to specifically watch Class of Champions, but you did watch it live, didn't you? Yeah, I was like flicking back and forward uh, uh, between that and the the Dallas Cowboys versus Raiders game. So I didn't really see that much at the at Class of Champions, but I had like the window up on the window. So if anything major was happening, I could have seen it. So uh-huh. oh, I it was just it was here here or there. I mean. If I'd spent three hours watching that, like the next day, I'd have been raging. But I'm I'm happy that I didn't seem to miss too much. To be honest, uh-huh. the match quality didn't seem up there. There was a couple of matches, the US title last five minutes, so that was great. Oh wow, that was I was so surprised that that was actually decent, um, because it, since. God knows when. Since when did Bobby Roode? Was it SummerSlam? SummerSlam. I don't know, man. It's all it's all bloody me. <laughs> to be honest with Bobby Roode. <laughs> um, basically, since Bobby Roode came up, he's done nothing of note in the with Ziggler as well. This must be Ziggler's first pay per view win since probably the same time last year. In fact, was it No Mercy that he won, or he won a couple of random? I mean, Kalisto and Apollo Crews or something had some random Aye. nonsense going on, but I was shocked that he won that. And it was a decent, like, I would say, in terms of a wrestling standpoint, it was the best match of the night. Aye, no, I would, I would definitely say that. Definitely Aye. say that. And the, the tag match, I was annoyed leading up to it because I thought. Shelton and Chad had won the opportunity to face Usos and it annoys me when people have won an opportunity but then it turns into a, a multi-man cluster and it was a bit of a cluster it was a bit, it was quite a mess the match and it got into a groove later on and you saw Chad Gable get some spotlight with his chaos theory suplexing everyone about the place there seems to be a bit of a, a drive going on with him on social media, he's doing it, he's getting himself over on Twitter hashtag scratch and claw and all that um, but I think now I'm realising that they did that four-way tag match for a reason and it's the reason is that New Day and Usos have dominated the tag team scene on Smackdown since spring basically so many pay-per-views between them um, so many Smackdown matches and the rest of them either had comedy segments or squash matches or 
the, the vignettes that Bludgeon Brothers had and that's all that was going on really with the rest of the tag team division so I think they've actually made an effort right we're going to remind everyone that Smackdown actually does have quite a decent tag team division Rusev and Aidan English are getting themselves over easily this Rusev Day stuff's crazy I'm not it annoys me personally but I can I can't exactly say I hate this sort of fandom thing that's going on now and not and like another so I'm fine with just, it just admit you like Rusev's cheeky grin like when when the fans are like fucking going for it he's got that wee cheeky grin he's like yes <laughs> I am I am over that's what he says I think he says that when he's with Lana <laughs> uh, so oofed. they're getting all the different tag teams in and I think that's why also that the fashion files has been demoted as you said earlier to the website I heard that they were wanting to actually get Fashion Files wrestling again and they had a match albeit a squash match with the Bludgeon Brothers on Sunday night it was alright it's just a showcasing Bludgeon Brothers for the dominance that they want them to be so if, I think that was the first Fashion Files match proper got since payback correct me if I'm wrong there but I think like that was the one where Tyler Breeze was dressing up as a janitor in an old woman. Oh, God. Was that a... Oh, my God. That was horrendous. Yeah, just fucking so happy that they're actually in the ring. Although the match... Towards the end of the match, they kind of hung them out of dry, as they would say, because... I don't know, man. I I need to have a look at this uh, Bludgeon Brothers uh, costume uh, real quick, because I remember looking at it and thinking it was honking. It's like... Kate, 1997 Kane and Freddy Krueger had a baby. That, yeah, let's see. That's what the Bludgeon Brothers <laughs> attire's like. <laughs> it's like uh, your dad comes in, he's just got a new hobby. <laughs> just go down the go down to the, the forest with the archery boys, eh? Just like, turns up like that. <laughs> Honestly, up. it's terrible. Uh, Burgundy. Burgundy in, uh, in jeans with a lot of rips in them. It's absolutely, it's actually quite horrendous <laughs> when you look at it. But they look like, sorry, they they really do look like something out the running man. <laughs> near the baddies, near the end of the film. <laughs> oh fucking hell! I mean, see the thing is, Rowan or Rowan and Harper are a decent outfit. I they've been given this horrendous gimmick. So it's annoying, but I think it, they'll, if Luke, Luke will try his best to get it over, it's just a crying shame that leading up to WrestleMania, Luke was the most interesting guy on SmackDown, babyface-wise, and now he's walking about looking like um, somebody's flung a cane outfit in the bin and he's taken <laughs> Bin bag cane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I know. I mean, he he could be so much more. They they, they both could, but I mean, I imagine you all like your fucking you all look Harper and like Vin Vince or the creative comes in and, and they'll try to sell this to you, and you're just like, oh man, just got to keep taking those checks. I mean, he even got this, himself this... in shape. He got rid of his gut and everything. It, see when he when he because uh, it was when he was wearing the black tee uh, the. The black tank top, and Aye. he was just fucking. He, he had that amazing match with Randy Orton. That era. That's think, what you're talking about. I think he was still donning the, the manky white vest that I can't remember, but there was a point where he had some black vest action going on. Aye. Uh, he looked like a big tank. Got his hair in yeah, a, he, a man bun and everything. He was ready and ready to go. And now they've made him look worse. Who'd have thought four years ago from the Wyatt family that the best booked one would be Braun Strowman that wasn't even there at the time? I mean, I'm pretty sure that I played a game in 1995 on the PlayStation where they're the main characters. Like, seriously, like, just I'm looking, I'm just the only thing I've got on my screen right now is this day two on my screen. I'm just looking at it and just that's going to be (sighs) the image that takes you to sleep tonight to the land of Nod. Definitely, man, if they don't fucking make it interesting soon. <laughs> oh. So, did you, how did you feel about the women's title match? 
just as he's what you would expect, basically. But pretty much, like, I mean, Natalia really had her chance to kind of show. Do you know what I mean? Like, she is a fucking technical masterpiece, but, like, to show if she was, like, a kind of main event, like, woman. And I, I don't think, I, I think it was much better than fucking Naomi's reign. Why? Thank fuck the belt's back on Charlotte because fuck me. Nah, she fucked it. <laughs> See, through real life personal issues and basically like having all the adversity that she's faced on TV since she went to SmackDown, she's become a real, a genuine role model for women in the, the way she's conducted herself recently, I would say. So it's very deserving that she's still the champion. So you've got. Like, Obviously, the Riot Squad, her, their main focus is her because see when it, like Riot Squad, um, what's her name, Ruby Riot and Charlotte fought last week on SmackDown. So I'm hoping that maybe Ruby Riot is actually going to be one of the main antagonists going forward. But we'll see. What, obviously, we'll touch on it later. But the whole women's wrestling things changed quite a bit for January. But we'll get back to that in a wee bit. But the the match was just it was a there. Bit, it was there. <laughs> That's basically the, the pay per view was there. Yeah, no, it was, it was just, on the telly. That was it. Honestly, I just don't really see exactly how this can be on SmackDown because it's just could have been done over two episodes or something like that. I have a bumper like fucking here's like a pay per view style fucking SmackDown. Aye. But um, fucking ah oh, shit, I was going to say something there. Um, Sorry, man. Carry on. Uh, there, basically, it just the ma- the pay per view was there. Uh, gl- basically, what was that Natalia promo all about at the end, though? I, I kind of felt like she was actually fucking having a meltdown, like a real <laughs> meltdown. I I, I kind of felt for her because if that's like her strongest promo, is like pretty much like I'm the heel, but just to let you know. I'm still a heel. <laughs> it's like, uh, what, 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 what. and that was essentially what she was saying. You know, I mean, like I'm turning my back on you. Like, so I think she was basically just in a snapshot moment in her head. She thought the Hart family had been destroyed by Vince for the last twenty years, and then she just broke down in the tears. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, the Hart family fucking a master. A good amount of wealth because of the fucking the man. It's all good, man. It's all good. As long as their pockets are lined, that that's it. That's it. Uh, that's it, man. Quite the controversial statement. So, <laughs> nah, nah, that's not that's not the case at all. Uh, when Brett came back, the only reason why he came back was because he wanted his tape library sorted because that was the only thing that he cared, he cared about. I don't know if they had the uh, stampede on their, the stampede? their archive as well. Was it? What was the other one? Was there another library? Uh, nah, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But there was definitely something there, like Puerto Rico, maybe or something like that. Like he's Bret Hart fucking wrestled all over the shot. I know. So the although the pay per view was a bit mundane, I I will admit I had my heart in my mouth because Barry actually said in last week's podcast, see if they have AJ and Jinder as the main event, then we know that Jinder's going over, and then. It, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens was on second last and I thought oh shit no please no so and I watched the main event it was just the same boring old plodding along gender match but then I thought shit he's going to it's the same formula they've used almost every single time where the Singh brothers try and interject AJ makes sure they don't get in the ring AJ goes back into the ring gets a Carlos Coloss whatever it's called the Cobra Suplex an awful awful finisher and I thought, shit. But thankfully, the phenomenal one kicked out. So all was well, and AJ is still the champ, and it looks like Jinder is sliding back down the card. And as he should be, nothing, again, nothing against him, but the experiment didn't work. They need to have some... There's plenty of heels on SmackDown. It's heel heavy. They need to have someone else have a shot against AJ for a while. I'm sure you agree. I definitely um, I think if uh, this pay-per-view didn't happen then I think that feud would have died when when AJ fucking won the belt 
because it's just fucking the eject buttons truly been pushed on the Jindal project and long may it continue for a whole more get him on NXT or something like that <laughs> just get him off my screen would you accept him in the US title scene? No, I wouldn't because <laughs> uh, fucking Rude, uh, Ziggler and Corbin had a fucking fine match. That That's should be guys. fucking decent. Yeah. Aye. Let's just fucking mix it up between them. Just fucking, if Jinder comes in and we have to hear gender pro- uh, fucking gender promos, I'm just not into it at all. And you've got Ty Dill- Where's Ty Dillinger been? The perfect 10 himself. I don't know, man. Did, like, I think the. Apparently, like, fucking Vince doesn't like these 10 chants. Maybe it was just like. He doesn't like the one fall chant. I read that earlier. Aye. I don't mind that one. Although, do you know what one I do mind? The This Is Boring chant. I only just heard that last week. Yeah, that's. Uh... It's really, really, really not helpful for for anything because, I mean, some matches can get really good at certain points, and then what you're doing is you're just taking everybody's fucking level down by saying this is boring. Because last week it was on two o five live when basically Enzo was forcing Drew Gulak to batter his tag partner Tony Nice, and Drew Gulak didn't want to do it, but then he just gave in and battered Tony Nese and they were chanting this is boring it's like right fair enough it's not the most exciting thing that's ever happened in telly but there's some heel work going on here I appreciate it instead of shouting this is boring and I think it was last night the Seth Rollins Jason Jordan match they were chanting this is boring I heard that uh, just on YouTube what the fuck? Uh, when I was watching the highlights do you think that people match. think that they're too smart? Do you think? Do you th- I think that's what it is. It's like this isn't complex enough for my severe intellect. Well, if you don't like it, like don't turn up to the show. See, that's the thing. It's above their intellect. If that's what they're saying, they're shouting. Aye. They just yeah, want... yeah. That's what that's what they think. They I think know. that, but they're just being arseholes. So how I think it was Jordan had Seth in a like a chin lock or something, and they were shouting, "This is boring." Oh, I do apologise that uh, an opponent's trying to wear his fellow opponent down by grinding his face to the mat, by his elbows. There's, it's not, it might not be exciting, it might not be like Lucha Underground where they're flying about the place every two minutes, but there's a story to be told in the ring. You can't just shout this is boring because you feel like it. It really pissed me off. And it was a decent nah. match. Yeah, yeah, there was a decent match. I'm really uh, digging Jason Jordan's Mate, persona. I, I, I fucking love it right now. I'm really into it. See, when he's like pure Seth Rollins, he's like, ah, oh, yes, yes, Seth. All right, mate, all right. I've been asking the Kurt Angle, like, not my dad. Like, I've been asking that Kurt Angle guy about 10 times to get me a match with Samoa Joe because I really want to get him. And then he gets in the ring and fucking Seth Rollins disses him or some shit. And um. then... He fucking pushes him over. It's like, like it's actually a good gimmick. It's like fucking he's a it's like two dogs. It's like two dogs like squaring up. Do you know what I mean? Like one's just like alright. It's like he is basically a spoiled schoolboy. Mm-hmm. See, from an emotional standpoint, he has not handled finding out that Kurt Angle was his dad well at all. Just it's too much for him, and he's starting to snap in a big bad way. Yeah, he's, he's having an entitled nervous breakdown. Cause Great storytelling. Uh, he said at the start, um, I don't want any favours via uh, via nepotism. I just want to work hard and get my get some good matches under my belt. And he did. with like Cena, Reigns. Um, and then he just started losing it. And he interjects himself in between good versus bad. The heroes versus villain fight. So he keeps saying, I want some more Joe but he's trying to shove the shield out of the way in the process. That's him interacted with each member of the shield now, like putting them off their Samoa Joe stuff. He's a, a spoiled Wayne, and it's actually it's fascinating. It's actually a decent, mature story. That's Well, I know he's not been matured, but it's a, a nuanced story that's been told. I'm loving it. 
I, I did notice that the crowd reactions seemed to be a bit better. It didn't seem like the, like to be the absolute silence that he was getting before. Uh-huh. So I think that they're riding this one out slowly, and I think that's a good idea. That's great. I'm I'm looking forward to see where this goes, and if if it could snap at any point, it's a matter of time. Fucking what was that film? The fucking wrestling school, like horror one, Team Fox something. What film are you talking about? Uh, the one that's you know like Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle story, oh, but Kurt Angle wasn't in. It was Team. Fox. Uh, what was that called? You know what I'm talking about. Fox was in I'm the gonna... name. I'm going to have to Google it, but basically the the, the storyline of that is like it's like somebody that's fucking psycho in the wrestling school, isn't it? I'm trying to remember, I'm too busy googling the name of the film. All right, this is what happens when me and you're on the pod. Just anarchy, complete anarchy, complete insanity. Foxcatcher. Yeah, that's it. Fox something. Aye, just a pure fox catcher gimmick. Just the psycho fucking amateur wrestler. Aye, I, like he he's a he's amazing in the ring. So I think he fucking he could definitely go for it. See, that, that's the thing. Like, he, if he snaps, you could argue that he hasn't got the the mic skills. But that's because he's like a neurotic wee boy that doesn't know how to project himself properly. Doesn't know how to act amongst adults. So. See, once he snaps and he just loses it and turns full full heel, he's got the wrestling to back it up, and he could be a big deal. I think he could actually. They could even make him like almost monsterish, depending on like the way he's going to snap. So, is he going to snap by like losing lots and then just fucking just eating lots of steroids like Jinder? Oh, he doesn't need them though. I'm joking. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I know that. Uh, I think this will be fine. I think Jason Jordan will be alright so Jason Angle if you're listening we've got faith in you and we're we're proud of you because you're pals your dad is my pal as well (laughs) (laughs) so another thing that I'm very happy about that happened in Raw this week was the return of probably NXT's best ever tag team The Revival now their match was against Heath Slater and Rhino and both Dawson, uh, Dash and Dawson did look a, like they could shed a couple of pounds watch the carbs a wee bit I think but there's not there's a wee, must be a bit of ring rush there as well but I'm confident that give them a couple of months and they'll be ready and ready to go just in time for WrestleMania I uh, I didn't actually see this, but as I seen it on YouTube, I looked at it and looked at the opponents and went, "Do you know what, lads? I'll just give you this one off, and I'll fucking I know you're good. I know you're good. Aye. I'll fucking see a pay per view or something." Aye, there's plenty of time. There's the whole this whole thing that I hate. A heel has to take the titles off a face, and a face has to then take all that stuff. So. I was under the impression that over the next wee while we would see Dean and Seth get the tag team titles back but and then I was hoping beyond belief that it would be Dean and Seth versus the Revival for Mania and it still could be a possibility but we've seen now that Dean Ambrose was actually carrying an injury going into Raw last night his elbow was taped up and Seth did a fairly regular um, Tope Suicida Dean fell, it looked really innocuous but straight away he was grabbing his elbow and thrashing the floor, I thought oh, that's, something's not right there but then they had the segment later on when Samoa Joe battered him after, like, in the sort of medical hut, tent, whatever so, but it turns out that this actually could be a real injury have you heard anything more about this one, JR? Um, I haven't uh, had a chance to fucking catch up with any news today because we're doing the pod a night earlier uh-huh. so this would be the night that I would fucking watch everything and then meet up on everything well as far as I'm aware he was carrying an injury going in and it's in his elbow he's going to see a doctor in Birmingham Alabama so it's on Wednesday so it's going to be a couple of days before we hear anything and I really hope that nothing's wrong with it I hope it's just something small that can be fixed very quickly or if it can't be fixed quickly then it's got to be fixed 
I mean, I'm no by no means a doctor in any sense, but when you hear about major injuries with wrestlers, it's either their ankles, knees, or shoulders. Yeah. I've never really heard of that many people having like severe like elbow issues because an elbow is a pretty fucking hardcore bit of your body. That is. It's a good point. Obviously, the necks have an issue for folk as well, but the elbow is just used for steadying your bumps. Team doesn't wrestle a very te- he can wrestle a technical game, but there's not a lot of grips and locks going on with him. So, hopefully, I'm just worried because that would be bad. I think they're on form of their careers at the moment as a tag team anyway, as the, the hounds of justice. So, I'd be gutted to see that taken away from them. And I would be like, see as well, this whole thing with Sheamus. Don't know how long they'll hold the titles for. Don't know how severe this spinal stenosis is that Sheamus has got. I mean, who knows? It could be just an over-exaggeration. You know what the dirt sheets are like? It could be all right. It could be wrestling for quite a while longer. But to get my point back, I would really like to see Revival in the tag team picture. I'm trying to think off the top of my head the other tag teams that would be a credible threat. So, obviously, Jeff Hardy's injured. Matt's doing his own thing. The club, it must hurt you that they're a wasted opportunity on WWE. Been, and well, you said previously that they weren't that big. You, you weren't a big fan of them in New Japan, is that right? That's correct. I I thought that they were uh, quite boring actually. Um, but I think they were a wasted opportunity in WWE because you could have fucking built them up to be something, and then somebody could have came up and fucking got over from it. Mm-hmm. But instead, you brought them in and you jobbed them out. So they're effectively just jobbers so what was the point of bringing fucking these guys on these lucrative contracts just fucking they're just collecting pay man they, those guys are fucking happy where they are but probably it's it's such a fucking disappointing uh, thing to happen because I don't think you can rehab them from this point no definitely not it's just too far gone now They're, their gimmick's just this bizarre I don't even know how, what to call the gimmick what other tag teams are there in Raw right now? Heath Slater and Rhino. Rhino said that we need to change. So they'll come back repackaged as, uh, I don't know, the Bruiser Brothers or something. <laughs> but if you know what, like, see between that and what I was saying about SmackDown, they seem to be emphasising, right, let's get the tag team wrestling, let's get all of the divisions good again. There seems to be something going on with the tag teams just now. They, they can't just rely on the New Day and Usos and the Shield in the bar all the time. While they have both had feud of the year contenders for 2017, you've got to give the other ones a shot as well. So we'll see what the future holds for tag teams on both Raw and SmackDown. What else are we going to talk about tonight? Where's my wee sheet? See, I came prepared tonight, guys. Yes. Speaking of the future of the tag team division, the future of the women's division for both Raw and SmackDown got quite a jolt in the arm when Stephanie came out at the end of Raw to announce that there will be, at this year's Royal Rumble, the first ever women's Royal Rumble. So, taking that news on its own at the moment, you happy with that? That's good stuff, isn't it? Um, I have my reservations about this right okay on you go Um. so is it going to be over the top rope or is it going to be middle rope because middle rope they've done that before this, haven't they yeah I need to know I need to know if it's top rope or middle rope because if it's middle rope I'm just not into it do you know what I mean it's just it looks terrible uh, are these girls going to be like fucking like is it, is it even enough women man like is it 20 20 women well, to answer your first question, the last yep. two battle royals on NXT has been over the top rope. Good. So I think they've learned their lesson when they did that the last time. Right. So that's that one. As for the women, there's quite a few in the. Let me, I'll be able to actually. I've got a wee Facebook message chat group thing with the guys from Social Suplex while I'm at it. Nice wee time for a plug. Check out all the other podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You've got ourselves, One Nation Radio and One Nation Live, keeping it strong style. The SMC podcast. How many did I say there? Did I miss anyone out? Don't think so, did I? 
been super busy. Podcasts dropping left, right, and centre. Columns dropping all over the place. Um, we've got news on the website, articles, columns on the website. It's all go at Social Suplex just now. So there you go. There's my plug done. I don't need to say that at the end. And I still can't find the picture. It was a, it was a beautiful thing, that promo. Thanks. What you should do is you should just record that and then just use that from now on. But I'll edit out, I'll edit out the bit that I said, did I get everyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, SMC Podcast and The Rick and Clive Show. That sounds about right. Right, so here's the picture. One, two, three. So you've got Bailey, Asuka, Sasha, Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Alexa, Alicia, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, and Paige. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, right, okay. So they brought those lassies up so that they could do a Royal Rumble. Basically. That's essentially what that was for. Aye. <laughs> So there's 11 or 12 on Raw and there'll be 8 or 9 on Smackdown. So this is so Asuka's winning this, aye? Or Ronda Rousey. Oofed. Oofed. See, that's the I thing though. Would you, would you be happy with that? I don't think I would. That's I think that uh, in. if Rousey comes up uh, it, would, it would have to be like a a long time because she needs when she comes in she needs to be fucking ready to go aye she needs to be a de- competent wrestler I mean Shayna Baszler's she impressed me in the May Young Classic I was really digging her work but she's only going on to NXT just now yep I'm looking forward to that though that will be good but I wonder will there be any more call-ups from NXT maybe not um, I would say it's Asuka for me Asuka or Nia Jax I don't feel that it's going to be Nia Jax because she's involved in this 205 storyline with Enzo. See what I mean? About 205's just slowly but surely slipping off my radar. And until Yeah, I mean, if that's the storyline that they're choosing to bring over, then I... They've got Enzo doing 15-minute promos. He's got two or three segments a week. Just like the, the baddies on Smackdown and Raw have 10-15 minute promos and they've got 2 or 3 segments a week it's just starting to look like a, a small version of Raw and that's not why I liked 205 Live in the first place and now you've got Enzo and Nia Jax going on like their love love relationship <sighs> give me a break I want I want wee guys wrestling <laughs> that's all I want I want Drew Gulak's PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> he can have a 15-minute promo. I'll happily watch him for a whole hour. But He's cracking. That guy's cracking. He's he a good guy. See, I'm ha- I'm obviously happy the whole thing about women getting the same opportunities as men, so it would make sense. They've had Hell in a Cells, Last Woman Standing, um... Cage matches, what was it? Money in the Bank. Iron Woman. Iron Woman, yep, they've had that as well, kind of. So it only makes sense to have the Royal Rumble, and it's I've got no issues with that because it's a four hour show, you've got a lot to cram in there, and the pre show as well. But what I didn't like about it was how Stephanie announced it. That was that was really bad, I thought. It was a. And it just shattered kayfabe entirely with the whole um, absolution. Was they were ganging up on the rest of the girls on Raw they were fighting with each other at the end of that six man tag and then Stephanie comes down and says by the way there's going to be a women's Royal Rumble and starts doing the yes chant and they all awkwardly start doing the yes chant and, and then they all lift each other's arms and raise their arms high where's the kayfabe in that that just got destroyed in two minutes by Stephanie coming out and announcing that that and is the fucking issue with this being a like a shareholder com- company, do you know what I mean? And, and, and trying to have like that corporate image, because what essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to get more headlines and say, look, look, well, look at all these like United women, like oh, there's going to be a Royal Rumble, like fantastic, yeah. And the world of wrestling, like fucking, it's not like that at all. That wouldn't happen. You yes. get fucking Paige fucking greeting. They're fucking daft lipstick got her face, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, oh. 
So it's a double-edged sword in terms of how I feel about it. I'm fine. It would be good to see who they're going to pick. I'd love it if it was someone like Asuka or an outside bet, like someone like Ruby Riot. I've got high um, hopes for Ruby Riot on SmackDown. I think she was ready to come up in NXT and it was already a bit crowded for the women's title scene on NXT so more than happy for her to come up hope she does well on Smackdown but Stephanie just come up and saying we are women and we we want the same as the men so we're getting a Royal Rumble that's not how it should have been done there should have been more brawls and save it for a week or something save it for Christmas Day They'd get lots of YouTube hits on Christmas Day, and they'll all be talking. They could have said on, they could have said on Christmas Eve, on Twitter, big announcement tomorrow night on Raw. Must watch after you've had your Christmas turkey and pulled your carcass. <laughs> Aye, no, no, it could it could have been done better, and it could have also been done without Stephanie McMahon in the middle going, oh, he's did good, he's did good, he's did good. But aye, anyways, fucking, do you know what I mean? It was so, it was so pedantic or like demeaning. It kind of felt. Aye, it was. It was. It was quite patronising. I thought a reward. So, aye, it's just like, why don't you say like, you girls are fucking like this is a total chaos. I'm going to fucking sort this mess out. Let's see who is number one at the fucking Royal Rumble, January 27th. Aye. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? They're like that. Like, fucking be calm, be like the business that you are. Do you know what I mean? And you've got Alexa who's applauding the, the news. She's cheering with everyone else. Alexa's character the whole time is she doesn't want to fight anyone at all. She wants to keep that title. So technically she shouldn't be happy. Or, or maybe she should because twenty whatever people are going to like try and fight for this title opportunity. I presume it's not for the title. Well, there's or a is thing. It? It's for both both Raw and SmackDown. Women will be in the Royal Rumble, but the I don't know what if there could be. There's probably going to be one women's title match. Right. Okay. I, I would imagine and then they'd have the Royal Rumble so I would guess maybe Smackdown Charlotte will have a match oh yeah definitely see, that's she's the, the standard bearer of like fucking pay-per-view women's matches alright see that's the thing there's going to be one maybe one woman who's not going to be in the Royal Rumble so she won't make history and it is, it is I don't know it just it could be anyone aye I, I would, I would really like ask her to win it, but if they're trying to, like fucking, like contain it, do you know what I mean, and not have her like win it right away, then you could have a situation where everybody fucking gangs up and fucking paps it out. Do you know Ricky might actually get his wish? He wants to see Charlotte and Ask at WrestleMania. They could make it that whoever wins the rumble gets to choose which title they go for, and then she says, "I want Charlotte." Because Charlotte's Oof. not right. That's very. <sighs> that's really plausible. They could do that, no problem. I, I really want it to happen, but I'm kind of feeling that Asuka. I don't know. Is Asuka like over like the way that you know that she needs to be for that to be a big thing, or is this Rumble win if she gets it going to be the thing that fucking catapults her? I think she had a good showing at the Survivor Series match. So it's it's those kind of. Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble are the ones that make new talent into superstars some of the time anyway and I think she had a good showing I think she is over um, and if she has a dominant display in the Royal Rumble then I think they could just strap the rocket to her but Aye, they, definitely So they could do Charlotte and Asuka that would be excellent yeah, it'd be lovely. It really would be. It'd be nice to see something like that. That I mean, that could be a fucking. That could be like a five star mm-hmm. match. Like that's how good it could be because those two are fucking certainly good at pulling fucking great matches out of subpar talent. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, and so with the rumble, they they went crazy and touted, "Oh, we're going to have the first money in the bank. This is a great step forward for women." And then they had James Ellsworth win it. So they need to not do anything like that this time. It needs to be just straight up competitive match between the women and nobody else getting involved. 
<laughs> I mean, they can't they can't say in one hand we're all for women getting the same opportunities, and then in the, the different hand giving them shite booking. Aye. No, it would be terrible. Sorry, I was laughing earlier on because as you were saying that, I was looking at that picture of the Bludgeon Brothers on my monitor and I just imagined <laughs> Robin coming in and just doing that. It's, it's like a heel, like a fucking spinning heel kick to like fucking Asuka and just throwing her over the top. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why. Sorry. sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, listeners. Sorry. Don't be sorry. We, we all need more Bludgeon Brothers in our life. <laughs> uh, so Jeremy on the uh, Keeping it strong still in the Facebook chat earlier said it was, it was basically someone had shared the picture of all the women in the ring and said this picture is more ridiculous than the Young Buck spot. <laughs> now, in case anyone doesn't know the Young Bucks, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure who they were in the ring in the ring with, but they kind of reenacted parts of the Will Osprey Prince Puma match or uh, what's his other name. Was Prince Puma's Ricochet. Other, Ricochet's other name. Um, that match that they had at the Super Juniors last year with the sort of very flamboyant flips and doing a dance together. And then everyone got in the ring. It was an eight-man tag, six-man tag. Fun was, man. I've not seen it. Um, I've seen the, the clip, but I, I don't know, man. It looked like maybe six men. Uh, so that's caused an internet furor. Uh, folk are unhappy about it. I don't, I don't have much of an opinion on it. Just that it was quite sloppy in comparison to Osprey and Ricochet. Uh, I guess I looked at it and I thought like that, and and if it was a serious match, like you know for the titles or anything like that, then that spot should not happen in a title match. But see if it's just like a oh look, it's just the Bullet Club versus these people then. And it's just a fucking match to entertain you, and there's nothing serious on on the fucking on the line. Then fair enough, just let people have their fun. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody's pretty much like blown it out of proportion. I mean, it's just it was it was nothing. I I mean, that's the problem. See if that was just at a house show, and it wasn't filmed, it wouldn't be talked about. It would be a few folk from the crowd saying that was quite funny that bit. But now that it's it's part of an actual pay per view card. The gifts are all over the internet, the streamables, uh, and folk are just going crazy about it. It's like, I just don't care that much. Just move on to the next thing. It's no skin off my nose, but just be a bit more, bit better when you do it next time. <laughs> like, uh, I think a couple of years ago I recommended like an ROH pay-per-view to you, and it yes. was AJ Styles and the Young Bucks versus The Kingdom. And I seem to remember, like, there was similar, like, kind of, like, weird kind of things happening in that match that that could be perceived as being comedy, you know, with, like, uh, Maria Kanellis, like, uh-huh. jumping up on the fucking turnbuckle and, like, showing her arse and all that kind of shit, do you know what I mean? So, why why is that ridiculous to, to this? Do you know what I mean? Why is that any different, you know? It's just... Uh-huh. That match was astounding. Yeah, that match was five-star. <laughs> was was it actually a five star match? I'm pretty sure it was like four point five minimum. Not that I care much about Meltzer's star system, but you do get caught up in it sometimes. It's hard not to, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's as I've said before, like he's, he's got a kind of similar view, so I kind of use him as like a, a barometer. But there's been matches that I've seen, like say for instance, Michael's Taker, that's five star. And I would say that Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels is five star for me. All right. So, but other people are like, "Ah, oh, it's just a solid three point five. But it's whatever, whatever you like. Do you know what I mean? Whatever speaks to you the most. Aye. Speaking of Ricochet, I saw skimmed through Twitter earlier, and there is apparently a he's apparently joining in WWE in January. He has waited a long time to let this no-compete clause uh, expire because I think when he was at Lucha Underground, the way that they had it is you couldn't be at any US live television until I think it was Series 3 or Series 4 or Lucha Underground had finished. So 
he's been pretty much WWE bound as far as we know for, for that time uh-huh. but nothing official could take place until uh, until that expired I think so that will basically if it's January then you would guess that he could be one of the Royal Rumble participants if they try and put him in 205 Live I will probably stop watching wrestling WWE wrestling like seriously they, I, I hope that they fucking put him in the Rumble or make an interfere with something or like introduce him in a big way because he's really fucking special He's he's nice. He's a nice wrestler. Really good. The what was I going to say there? I know, but see if he goes to two hundred five live, you've got your dream WrestleMania match for the cruiserweight title of Drew Gulak versus Prince Puma. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my my issue with it is just like two hundred five live is like the fucking the artificial glass ceiling. Because what happened to Neville was Neville not meant to be back by now. Like, what happened to that? Uh, apparently talks fell through. Yeah, because they're probably like, aye, come on back. And he's like, right, cool, I want to go to SmackDown. And they're like, no. Once you're in 205, that's you forever. See, that's the thing, though. Kenta was on Raw last night, helping out Finn Balor, Hideo Itami. Is that going to be an ongoing thing, or was that just a wee, hello, my name's Hideo Itami, and I'll be on your screens tomorrow night for just nine ninety nine? I think that it kind of felt like that a wee bit. Um, I think it was more of a showcase, like because they are trying to get eyes on 205 Live, but maybe more for the tour, See, the because key- obviously they're trying to make money on that. It's really annoying. They're doing all this, yeah, let's, let's put a lot of focus on 205 Live. But the actual product is getting shit. It's been getting gradually worse since Neville left. Uh, they've, they've wasted a lot of fucking amazing talent. Do you know what I mean? Like Neville, Austin Aries. I mean, say what you want about the guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, he might have been an arsehole, but like, they fucking wasted it. Do you know what I mean? I know. Um, I, I think that's my main issue with it. it is, it's tune up like fucking good people so if Ricochet was to go to 205 Live you, you can't guarantee that it's going to fucking end up good for him the only person that it's ended up good for is Enzo and the only reason why it is for him is because he's got a fucking mouth on him I know that's it he can't fucking wrestle like he's a fucking travesty out there and he's taking up fucking so much airtime on Raw and fucking 205 Live it's, I, I didn't mind well I did mind at first because I thought he beat Neville who was my MVP the whole year and I was furious but then I thought do you know what Enzo's actually getting some proper booze on 205 Live but see now it's just go away you're taking up far too much time you've got Tony Nese I know Noam Dar's injured now which is a shame because he'd just come back into the scene Davari Drew Gulak they were part of this Zoe train you've got much better use for all of those guys they can all be I mean it really hurts me because you all know I'm a big 205 Live fan, right? And to see it just dwindle away like this when they're trying to promote it at the same time, I think, do you know how you make it better? You put on better programming for it in the first place. Give it to a deserving champion. Enzo had the treat to call himself um, the modern day Dean Malenko in 205 Live last week. I know it's. I know he's just playing it up, but still, it's like fuck off. No, give me a, a heel wrestler who has a bit of a promo skill, but who can actually wrestle as well. It's devastating. I'm just raging because my main man, fucking Grand Metallic, isn't in the main event scene because he's phenomenal. I know he is. He is really good. They're all, most but he'll never be there until he fucking his English skills are better. I think that's uh-huh. what the issue is. Most of them are really good though. Oh, it's just it could be so much more. What they should have done is they should have made like the fucking like the first hour of Raw, just the fucking cruiserweight show. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to have wrestlers interacting with other wrestlers, like the Enzo and Nia Jax uh, storyline, then that would actually be fine. Would it not be excellent to see something with someone like Braun Strowman 
who's had a bad week the, wee, the week before and then he's absolutely furious and he just rips every cruiserweight to shreds in like a tag match or something just literally throws them about the place <laughs> that's what you could that's what you could get if you had them on Raw yep oh. anything else you want to chat about or will we have a wee early finish and talk um, do a quiz I've got a quiz lined up for us um, so what was ah, fuck, I, yeah no 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 don't have anything to say right well let's do some quiz action then <laughs> It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. This is going to be funny. Right, so the quiz, although we don't have anyone else to compete for you, what is your buzzer, JR? Oh boy! Even though that that's not even Jim Ross's um, catchphrase. It isn't, and it isn't even Michael Cole's either. I has his oh my. So it's a, a mix between them both, even though that yeah, that's nothing to do with Jim Ross, but I'm GR, so hi. Right, right. So this one, based off the news of a women's Royal Rumble, this is a women in WWE quiz. Right, number one, name all of the women who have appeared in the Royal Rumble before. Uh, China. Yep. That that that's all I've got, man. <laughs> uh, the others were <laughs> um, Beth Copeland. Nope. Beth. Phoenix. Don't know who that is. It's Beth Phoenix. You, you you know that between two thousand and three, I know, to uh, two thousand and <laughs> pretty much two thousand and thirteen, I, I wasn't there. You weren't watching. Beth Phoenix is the wife of. Adam Copeland, baby! <laughs> I've been wanting to do that for a couple of weeks. You've been, you've been saying that in the mirror, haven't you? <laughs> I've, I haven't got any retort for that at all. <laughs> uh, the, the other, I, I don't get that point, but I got that joke, right? Let's move on. Uh, the other one was Awesome Karma. And <laughs> <laughs> what? Karma. Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong, a.k.a. Karma. Alright. How many days did Nikki Bella hold the Divas Championship for? Oh boy, too long. <laughs> Correct, next question. Uh, the, answer, <laughs> the answer was 301. Oh. Uh, you might not get this one, but you might, obviously. Who had the most days as Divas Champion? Most consecutive days? Or days overall, not consecutive. I don't know. That's not AJ Lee, is it? It is AJ Lee with four hundred and six. Because that was the whole thing. Because they wanted to like screw over AJ Lee, so that's why they gave Bella a fucking long title run. Aye, that's right. Aye, fuck's sake, petty, petty. So it was like three, like she had like three hundred and a half day or something like that. In November, you're right. You might not get this one. In November two thousand and four, what was significant? Right. What was significant about the Raw match between Lita and Trish Stratus? It was the first time that any women had main evented Raw. Correct. Well done. Yes. In April twenty seventeen, Charlotte had a championship match with Naomi on SmackDown. It ended in a no contest. What milestone did Charlotte achieve when she had this match? Was she on SmackDown? This was just when she went to SmackDown. Just when she what? what uh, so it was the main event of a SmackDown. She had a title match with Naomi. Um, was that like the longest reign for her? I don't know, man. It's a, it's one of those questions you you either know it or you don't. The it was the first. She's the first ever woman. <laughs> to main event a pay-per-view and a Raw and a Smackdown oh fuck that's quite impressive yeah no I, d- I didn't actually know that that is quite impressive isn't it it's well deserving who would have thought she would be the best one I know she's just turned into a, she's a prime athlete 
and she brings honour to the women's division which oh, yes. my last question doesn't at the 2000 Royal Rumble what did Mae Young do during the brand panties contest <laughs> she uh, she gave me nightmares because I seen it uh, on the tape she got her babies out she did she showed us her bludgeon brothers <laughs> Our tits did look like just two men, basically, just full size men. <laughs> uh, well, she did give birth to her hand, so she does oh, God. random body parts just coming from every part of her. Let's stop this conversation instantly. And off. <laughs> Alright, so thank you for listening gentlemen and ladies sorry that Ricky couldn't join us tonight hopefully we'll get some technical difficulties difficulties sorted um, I did the plug earlier but feel free to join the chat over at the Wrestling Squared Circle page on Facebook for general chit chat about wrestling this is actually going out a wee bit early as I said because on Thursday night we are recording hopefully recording a sort of 2017 retrospective not exactly an award show but we'll just be having a good chat about 2017 and that will be dropping next week due to holiday commitments and stuff so we're canning a couple of episodes this week so basically enjoy your Christmas because this will be the last one that drops before Christmas JR oh so ho 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 oh boy Christmas (laughs) oh it's I've, I've not got a pun for a it's true, it's damn true. It's a white Christmas, it's true, it's damn true. <laughs> uh, that's it, I've got nothing. You just need to go for it sometimes, mate, just go for it. I know, but just go for it. I can, I'm on, I'm on pressure. The, so, well, instead of ra- frantically and stressfully wrapping presents, making sure that it's all sorted on Christmas Eve, sit down pour yourself an eggnog and listen to the Ricky and Clive and JR and Barry wrestling show and gift your friends with downloads of this programme <laughs> and please leave a 5 star rating and give us a thumbs up yes thank you JR 5 star rating and thumbs up on iTunes, Podbean Google Play and Stitcher and YouTube. we're on YouTube as well under One Nation Wrestling go and leave some comments there so thanks for listening and JR thanks for joining me this week I'll speak to you all later on catch you later bye 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 bye